Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Real Live Talk. My name is Duke Lamastra and I'm your host. Really appreciate you for being here. My guest for today is Caleb Hires. Caleb is the senior leader of The Resting Place in Tampa, Florida. He's also a missionary, worship leader, author of several books, including Living Independenceville and The Wild, Weird, and Wonderful Ways of Yahweh. He's really just a very authentic human and somebody that always just kind of pushes me and causes me to grow in my walk with the Lord. I always enjoy it when Caleb comes on the show, and I know that you're going to get a lot of value out of this conversation. Be sure and check out calebhires.com and uh, some of the other resources that Caleb talks about in the podcast, particularly at the end, for some things that will just bless you and add value to your life. If this episode of this podcast blesses you, challenges you, or causes you to think in any way, if you enjoy it, if you'd consider subscribing, sharing, and uh, maybe even leaving a review, that would mean the world to me. So thank you so much. And uh, now we're going to go ahead and jump into this conversation, and I really hope you enjoy it with Caleb Hires. All right, here we go. I'm so excited. Uh, Caleb, man, welcome back to the program. How you doing? Doing great, man. Thanks for having me. Excited to be here. I love love coming on with you. Yeah, man, my pleasure. I'm so I'm I'm, I'm stoked to have you. It's uh it's a good day, man. I'm always excited to talk to you and hear about what God's doing and hear about uh, just what's going on in your life and and all that. So super pumped to uh, catch up with you. You were a guest here with me like really early on. It was like episode five or six or something. So yeah. this is this is episode forty six now. Um, wow. So I've been at this for just uh, I don't know maybe six months, five or six months, something like that. Um, but anyway, really appreciate you, man. Um, yeah. What What you been up to, bud? Well, I'm done sharing it just now. I was trying to share it really quickly on my profile. Oh, stuff. Sorry about you're that. You're the awkward. best. You're the best. <laughs> just trying to get that out of the way at the beginning. But I am. Appreciate it, man. Yeah, man. I am. Uh, we're just loving life down here in Tampa. My My family's doing amazing. My two little boys are not uh, so little. They're growing. One of them's growing this way. He's He's chunky. Shiloh, he's got his grandfather's build on my wife's side. It's like chunky Puerto Rican little guy. I hope he gets my height because then maybe he could play in the NFL or something and I could retire. <laughs> no, um, but no, we're doing he's, great. He's stocky. Super stocky. Chunker. Um, but it's weird for me because I'm super thin and my oldest is super thin. So anyway, it's funny. And uh, yeah, church is doing great. Um, got just we're having a lot of good problems, you know, problems that uh, some churches would would pay for. They pay for our problems, uh, yeah. you know, like capacity issues. We don't have enough space. Uh, going to multiple gatherings, still not enough space. Three campuses now in three years as a church, not enough space. Yeah. <laughs> It's because are the world all, is hungry. Go ahead. Yeah, um, man, that's 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 what's up. Are are all three campuses? Are you having the same issues at all three? Like, are are you kind of reaching capacity? So at two of them, reaching capacity. One of them is uh, the brand new one is still Sunday night like thing. So we're looking for a Sunday morning space, but great core group. You know what I mean? About forty to fifty on a Sunday night, which is that's down awesome. here. I don't know where you're from, but Sunday night down here is mm -hmm. like, you know, so. It's really great. Yeah, to have a lot that. of Sunday nights have fallen apart. Like a lot of uh, a lot of church. Well, we don't personally do a Sunday night. We right. do a Sunday afternoon gathering once a month, around right. four p.m. 
Um, and yeah. we do some activities. We have like an archery club that meets just every once a month or once right, every two right. months on Sunday afternoons. We do some stuff on Sundays, but we've never really done a Sunday night. But like the some of the churches that I used to be a part of would do Sunday nights. And and I've been in contact with like, yeah, no, we don't do that anymore. Right. And <laughs> a lot of the I Sunday grew up nights that way too. Off. Yeah. It just was to launch it. And now what's really exciting to me, Duke, is the model we're discovering, honestly, and I'm not upset with any other church and any other model, but at the resting place, how we're really uh, looking for the the original design of the church, where the you know the diversity of gifts is accepted, the diversity of leadership, the fivefold led. Um, <clears throat> each campus has a campus pastor, and I'm not the campus pastor of any of them. Mm -hmm. um, I'm a teacher at all of them, but and I lead apostolically lead all of them. I lead the leaders, but they're led by their own campus pastors and they're all flourishing, doing a way better job pastoring their church than I could because I'm actually don't have that office. And the fact that mm. I can be accepted in the way I'm anointed and they can be accepted in the way they're anointed, it's just been so life giving. And it the proof's in the pudding, man. Like three years in, three campuses, two of them planted in a pandemic. So, yeah, brother, that's the Lord's <laughs> blessing. You know what I mean? So, Anyway, I'm excited about it. I'm excited about the growth. I just got off a phone call with our executive pastor looking at a new space that might work that could double our capacity here in Tampa at the, the biggest one, the first one we started. And we need it because we want to reach wow. the kids. The children of our community have been heavy on my heart the last since December of last year. And then we got a prophetic word. Um, and Duke, I don't know if you've ever had this experience, but you ever have gotten a prophetic word from a really um, an authority in your life and a, a and it's public and it's on live stream and you're I, you're saying I wish you would have told me that in my office. <laughs> and you ever had one of those? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, Brian Simmons uh, of the Passion Translation actually came by yeah. and said, "Hey, uh, the Lord says you're moving about 18 months. Uh, so reopen your wow. building fund." And here he gave he gave a thousand dollars into the building fund that day. The speaker. Mm. Yeah. So, wow, that's awesome. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, no, nah. I'm about six and a half <laughs> months into that. Come on. I got 11 and a half months. You know what I mean? Not to prove God right, but like to partner with it. Right. So it's become yeah. a healthy tension for us. But yeah, man, those are our, those, we have really great problems. We're really happy in the Lord. There's, it's difficult. You know, anytime you're leading people, obviously, there's mm. trials and we're, Learning, you know, our mission at the resting place is for the lost to be found, the found to be free, and peace to reign in our city. So come on. It's a progression, right? So you get to know Jesus, absolutely. But not everyone who knows Jesus is walking in freedom. In the, for sure. <laughs> very for few sure. who know Jesus are walking in the full freedom that Jesus offers, right? I yeah. think I think you uh know what I I'm want saying. that, man. Same. <laughs> so I'm getting more free today than I was yesterday. So the found being free, yes. that part right there takes some real intentionality, especially on teams and being in relationships with people, different backgrounds, different woundings, different traumas, different, you know, personality types even. And so we're hanging on to each other very, really tightly because we see the Lord in our midst. And I think that's the only thing that keeps us gripping on sometimes is the Lord is here and in you. Um, I don't really see it right now, but. You know, I hope you yes. you can look past my flaws and see Christ. I'm looking past yours. Let's hold on to each other. <laughs> you know, that's kind of the where we've been because we want peace to reign in our city. 
We're not done mm. until peace reigns in Tampa Bay. So that's the principality that I'll that's hand good. down to my grandchildren. I want to hasten the day of the Lord. I'm I'm that crazy guy. I'm like, let's speed this thing up. You yes. know what I mean? Like, hello. I'm not yeah. like going to heaven one day. Yep. Saved. Yep. Hallelujah. No. Let's relax. I'm the day of the Lord. Yeah. So. <laughs> That's well, I love it, man. I I, I love because every, every time I talk to you, it sounds like there's some kind of there's some kind of tension going on. There's growth happening. There's things that are happening that are beyond your control and your ability to just like manage in terms of of you and and your abilities and even like your team and the people around you. I know you've got some awesome people around you on your team, but it's beyond that, and it's and it's awesome, and it's the fact that like the resting place, the 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 church, the resting place. Uh, doesn't seem it seems like you guys don't get a whole lot of rest in terms of being stationary. <laughs> but even in the midst of all that, I think I mentioned something about this to you last time you were here, probably. But it's like in the midst of all the busyness and the stuff and keeping up with God and just going further and going, yeah, going deeper and going together as a as a group, you know, as a tribe. But um, doing yeah. it all from a place of rest, even when it's even when it's busy, even when it's, you know, hectic, even when it's beyond, you know, beyond, beyond you. But the cool thing is like when you learn to flow with the spirit and with what God is doing, you can rest because you know that at the end of the day, it's not on you to perform right. it. It's not on you to make it happen. You give God what, what he's calling you to give him, but you know, he, he takes it and he, he, he blows it up, you know, as only he can. And right. we get into trouble when we try to make it all happen on ourselves, you know. And no, that's and a great that, word. But, but I yeah. love it. That's a great word. I have a, a prayer of my life. I think I mentioned it on your broadcast at least once. I don't know. I say it all the time. Prayer of my life is, Lord, do something so incredibly magnificent through my life that if I tried to take the credit, everyone would laugh. They would laugh at yes. me if I yeah. tried to. Like, Look what I did. Immediate <laughs> laugh. Okay, Caleb. Sure, you did that. Yeah. Exactly. Like, yeah, right. This kid thinks he did something. He thinks he did that. <laughs> There's no way you could have done that. That's the prayer of my life. It's my pride deterrent. It is. I'm like, yeah. dude, it's so big that, I, you know, I can't take the credit. And, you know, we joke all the time at the resting place that we're called the resting place. We're not called the lazy place, you yeah. know? And, come on. We're, we're working with God. And you think about Jesus said, my, my yoke is easy. My burden is light, but a yoke is, you don't just, you don't sit around with a yoke. Mm -hmm. A yoke is not for chilling. Rest yeah. is not inactivity. It's restful work. You know, my yoke is easy. Like there's a grace when you walk in step with me, there's grace and we're going to yes. till the ground. We're going to do some work here, right? It's not inactivity. It's, it's participation. With the spirit yes. of God, it's keeping in step, Galatians 5, I believe it's 24, 25, somewhere in there says, if we, you know, we must keep in step with the spirit. If we walk by the spirit, let's keep in step with the spirit. So that's all we're trying to do. Obey God quickly. I preach this to my team multiple times a week. Just obey quickly. What's God saying? Do it quickly. <laughs> obey quickly, yes. please. That's the only way we're going to survive around here. Because if Jesus starts pulling one way and we resist, it's just going to be chaos you know that's resisting the yoke right the yoke of the lord and it becomes difficult it, it's not that we don't do difficult things it's that we do them with ease sure. when we do them in step with the spirit of god and so a lot of difficult stuff happening a lot of difficult conversations but there's grace for it and it's it is restful we work from rest not for it and yeah Love it. it's it's fun honestly 
I never wanted this job, but I'm loving it now that I'm here, <laughs> you know? Yeah, man. I, uh, one of my favorite verses is um, in, in Proverbs 14, where it says, uh, where, where there are no oxen, the trough is clean, but much increase comes by the strength of an ox. Yes, and I just like, ordered that know, to a friend of mine. Did you really? <clears throat> yeah. Uh, yeah, it, it's um, the, the Bible's so practical, you know? And it's like, if we, if I just want to be comfortable and I don't want to have any messes to clean up and I just want to kind of stay where I'm at, then like, okay, like I, I can, I can do that. But, but there's not going to be increase there because increase and in growth happens when you step outside of what's, excuse me, when you step outside of what's comfortable for you yeah. and when you go after it and like, it, it's, it's funny because, you know, God has called us to do the impossible but the other side of that coin is that like we can't do the impossible only he can right. but he calls us he still calls us to do it mm -hmm. and so what that means is that it it requires this this reliance this dependence on the holy spirit to you know follow him to go where he's going to 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 lead the way that he's calling us to lead and of course we do it imperfectly but he cleans that up too yeah and so you know just that uh, just living in that tension of of not wanting to be confined to a place of comfortability for for too long like I've, I've noticed that you know once i start getting good at something like once <laughs> which I don't know, that doesn't happen too often but once i start getting sure. getting good like or comfortable in a particular role that very very quickly like god might let me stay there for a day or so but very very quickly he's like all right well it's time to go on to the next thing and as right. long as you're keeping in step with the spirit of god there's going to be constant growth because everything that he does is always to move us from glory to glory and Come on. it's just constantly just you know learning to live in that tension of of okay god thank you for what you've done thank you for what you're doing uh, but yeah. i also recognize that there's so much more that you have and uh, absolutely you know, kind of living in that tension that's that's dependence bill right there i mean if you if you have everything you need like you in the natural for what you're being called to do I'd argue that you've missed the call of God on your life because wow. he wants us needy. He wants us to need him. I was just yeah. talking to a friend about this. Like God does not need, right? And that statement alone, if you sit with it for a second, has huge implications. And it mm -hmm. breaks down a lot of even our structures in the Western church. Like God does not need us to glorify him because God does not Correct. need. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like I'm going to irk some people with some things about saying God does not need you to give money. That's an easy one. Right. Because God does mm -hmm. not need. God does not need us to serve him because God does not need. God does right. not need. OK, so why did he create humankind? For us to need him. Mm -hmm. it, he doesn't need to be needed either. So why do we need? Why did he create us to need him? He created us to enjoy him. He was enjoying himself. He had all the joy he needed. God is self-existent. The self, One of my favorite names for God, uh, Yahweh, one of the definitions, and uh, I think it helps word study, says the self-existent one. Mm -hmm. I love yeah. that. God is the only one that's self-existent. He's He has no lack. He has no need, right? So it wasn't like he was sitting in you know the eternal realm going, you know what I really need? I need some people <laughs> to sing to me. <laughs> You know, I'm kind of bored. I yeah. really need, some, you know what? You know what I need? I need, I need a Duke and a Caleb. Yeah. That, that's what God was doing. He was just sitting around and he just wrecked. <laughs> Something's missing. I I need people. I need people to, to, you know, know I'm awesome. 
No, mm-hmm. God does yeah. not need. Him. He goes, oh, I want to share my goodness with someone else. I want somebody other than me to enjoy me because I'm awesome. And if you put a creative lens on that, you call that person an egomaniac. But we're talking about the self-existent, uncreated Jehovah. Yeah. yeah. We're talking about the uncreated Yahweh, the self-existent one. So you can't put a created lens on an uncreated being and get a correct viewpoint. You have to take the created lens off and go, okay, this is the uncreated one. No pride, no ego, nothing. No issues, no need. And that one says, I want people to enjoy. I want someone else to enjoy me. I want to give my goodness away. I want to give my presence to someone. I want someone to, to be fulfilled by me. I want someone to be loved. I want someone to experience the love I know. That's why he created us, to experience and enjoy him. So God not needing, we are made to be needy. Meaning I need God Mm -hmm. by design because God wants me to need his goodness because that's my purpose is to experience the goodness of God. Yeah, You know, when they say, what's God's will for my life? Well, you know, it says it in scripture, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. That's first or second Thessalonians something. I believe it is. It says, here's God's will for you. Rejoice, right? In all things, give thanks is the one, right? I don't think it's rejoice in the Lord always. Get, here's God's will for you. In all things, <laughs> give thanks. Yeah, be thankful. Nice. That's what it is. Later on, Very it says good. rejoice. But he says, be thankful. In all things, be thankful. Well, what are you thankful about? You thankful about bad stuff? Mm-hmm. No, you're thankful about good stuff. You're thankful. uh, If you have something good, you then you say thank you. You don't say thank you for bad things. Like, oh man, I, I somebody ran over my my yard, my uh whatever my I have a yard sign with a thing. They ran it over. I'm not going. Thank you for running that over. No, that's sarcasm, right? If I say that, right. But, But something good that comes to my life, I'm thankful. So it runs right into the will of God for us is to receive his goodness. The only reason you're thankful is because you received something good. So mm-hmm. we, I just feel like we need to ex- embrace our neediness, especially yeah, in the man. West. The Western church needs to embrace our dependence and go, I'm glad to be dependent, you know, especially America, because we're our nation on earth, sovereign nation of the United States of America started with revolt, with independence. We celebrate yeah, Independence yeah. Day. Mm-hmm. It's in the bedrock of our nation on earth, right? Yes, yes. It's in the fabric of our DNA as a people that we revolted for independence from a higher power. Mm-hmm. And so this is where we have to be kingdom before we're, you know, Christians before we're Americans. This is where we have to be kingdom That's before right, we're, right. we're patriots. Like you have to be a kingdom something, you know, it, it has to be kingdom first because Otherwise, we get really mixed up and we think we start to think independence in and of itself, in essence, is a high goal of our spiritual walk subconsciously. Mm-hmm. I disagree. I think you being in a place of dependence is one of the highest goals. He commands us to call him Abba, right? Abba Father. So I need my Papa, my Daddy God. Even that language messes with people. I don't know if you've found people like, don't say Daddy God. That's so weird. <laughs> I'm like... What can you read yeah, the definition yeah, of Abba for me? Like that's what Abba means. It means Papa. It's a term of endearment. Yeah, yeah. Daddy, like my two boys, Daddy. That talk to God that way. You know, like yeah, yeah. 
That's yeah, a place yeah. of need. I don't know, man. Yeah, I think yeah. we should embrace our need of God. It's part of, it's our design. We'll only yeah. be thankful for what the good things we receive from him. That's the will of God for our life. So yeah. yeah. Anyway. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I, uh, can, can I, can I, can I read a verse yeah. um, to you that I, um, I know you're going to be super familiar with this verse because you're, I, I know you teach a lot on like Romans chapters five, six, seven, eight, all of that. Yeah. Um, I read, I read this verse today and it's just like, you know, sometimes you read something and maybe you've read it a million times before, but you know, how you read something and it's just like instantly life to you. Yes. Um, and, and, and at the same time, like there's times where you read something and it's like you you don't really have the capacity to really understand exactly what God's saying to you through it. Yeah. That was kind of happening to me this morning. I was reading this verse and just kind of like not outwardly. It takes a lot for me to like cry outwardly, but like inwardly, I was like choked up, if that makes sense. Yeah, uh, yeah. Just like just like instantly as I read this verse and uh, just, just for context, it's it's Romans 5, 5, but like. Oh, yeah. uh, let me read into it just for context. It says, not only that, but we also glory in tribulations, knowing that tribulation produces perseverance and perseverance character and character hope. This is the verse. Now, hope does not disappoint mm -hmm. because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to, to us. Mm. I, was, I was reading that and I was just blown away by the generosity of God. Come in on. that verse and and i felt like i felt like even this morning i was like i kind of woke up with some crap in my mind like like i woke up with some with some with some stuff let me be honest i went to bed kind of like freaking out a little bit about some investments mm -hmm. because like <laughs> because uh some things that i'm um and not even like huge amounts of money or anything like that but some things that i have going on right now where there's like been good growth but i kind of like got into like a little bit of like an anxiety thing like oh, when do i do i stay do i go like that kind of thing what's my kind of went strategy? to <laughs> i kind of went to bed with that a little bit unintentionally but like i um I, I sort of woke up you know how sometimes like you go to bed the wrong way you kind of wake up you know not not really even knowing what's wrong but you just kind of don't feel super yeah. great so yeah. i kind of had some like junk swirl around in my head and i read and i started reading through i just started i read i, I just read I started reading Romans chapter five and I was just reading and just like the word itself, I just felt like it was just cleansing me. It was just cleansing my mm. thoughts and mm -hmm. I didn't have to ask for anything or do anything. It was just all of a sudden, like, and it doesn't always happen like this, but, but on this occasion, just like, I just read like a handful of verses and I just felt like my mindset was like completely renewed and, and in wow. focus again without me even having to do anything. And I was just so blown away by, the generosity of God, like the hope that he gives us, it doesn't disappoint. Yeah. So often, like, I think that our idea of hope is that like, okay, I'm just, I'm hoping, I hope one day I can do that. I hope one day I can get there. I hope. And that's not hope. Hope is like this earnest anticipation and expectation of what you're talking about, of the goodness of God, of the fact that he's, he's good. He's always good to us. So we can always live in a paradigm of hope and it's not the kind of hope that disappoints and then it tells us why it says because the love of god has been poured out in our hearts by the holy spirit and i love this phrase who was given to us yeah i'm just so blown away like and uh just i just feel blessed like i don't know what it is yeah. just by by how generous god is to us by how good he is by how faithful he is and and i i just think that so often 
we people god's people get so caught up on stuff that just does not matter come on caught up on issues that just don't you know caught up on the oh man i forgot to read my bible yesterday oh man i i didn't do this i you know i really dropped the ball there i forgot man i blew it you know i got really mad and i and i accidentally like you know, said some words I shouldn't have said. Like I, I, I stepped outside of my character. You know, these different things that we can get, just like bog ourselves down with. And in the moment of feeling shame or ashamed or feeling condemned or whatever, we can so quickly forget about how good He is and how abundant His grace and His mercy and His joy and His Come on. like th- this whole thing started off with the fact that we have peace with God. Like Romans chapter yeah. five, one, it's like that we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Like just the weight of that right there. Yeah. Peace is like beyond a feeling. Peace is like our state of positioning that, that he's talking about there in God, in Christ, because of what he did for us. And yet, you know, there's all these calls like you talked about it a second ago. You know, we've received this. So let's respond. We've received this. So let's walk in this. Sure. And uh, so often I just think we miss it, man, because. We, we just allow stuff to take over our thought life and we have wrong ideas, bad ideas, religious thinking, whatever it is that kind of clouds and gets in the way of just the goodness of God really, you know, being revealed in our hearts. Totally. Making us see, totally. you know, who we are and who he is. It's crazy. Come on. I love that. And the that word hope is I, I love that word. In the Greek, it's, it's literally the cheerful expectation of good. You know, I think yes. some people think hope is actually they, they equate it with wishful thinking. Right. Right. Like I just I, for sure you could you could interchange it with. I wish that would happen. I hope that will yes. happen. And that's not biblical hope. Like you said, a cheerful expectation of good. I have a happy, settled, cheerful state in me that knows something good's going to happen because mm-hmm. God is good. It's not. I, here's the good things I expect God to do for me. It's God is going to do something good and I will happily expect it. Yes. I might not even know what those things are. In fact, I'm going to stop trying to figure out what's going to happen. You know, it's a light into my path, a lamp to my feet, meaning I can see a couple steps. That's it. You know, yeah. <laughs> we exhaust ourselves trying to figure out the whole thing. You know, what's right. what's down the path? You don't even get promised down the path. You get promised the path and your feet. Okay. You'll know where the lines on the path are and you'll know the next step. You know, you can't go far too far this way or that way, but you ain't going to see even the whole path. Hmm. So well, how are you trying to see what's at the end of the path? Just it's exhausting. It's unnecessary. We can have hope in the stepping, right? Because yeah, we know he's good and we know something good's going to happen. And just to reiterate what you said, about you know like reading our bible and stuff i'm sitting in front of my bookshelf one of my bookshelves no one will accuse me these are all bibles okay? <laughs> yeah <laughs> and that keeps going the whole top row it keeps going this way and that way are all bibles all of them okay i have yeah. even more than that on my phone i'm gonna open <laughs> yeah. any one of them you'll see markings and things like that i love the bible duke just so your listeners know i love the word i'm a word geek i love the bible i'm gonna say it one more time i love the bible but Often we think you said, I didn't read my Bible today. You know, ooh, God's not pleased with me. He's upset with me. Da, 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 da. Well, that way of thinking would have been very sadistic to the early church because they couldn't even read and they <laughs> didn't even have these Bibles. 
No. So am I saying we shouldn't read the Bible? Yeah. No, I'm not saying that. I love the Bible. I'm all about the Bible. I preach the Bible. I get shocked at how little Bible there is taught in a lot of churches. I teach the Bible. Okay. Shots I love fired. the word of God. I know. <laughs> Sorry. Did I have apologized beforehand? I figured your listeners might know by now. I don't know. Sorry. I'm not trying <laughs> oh, to dishonor anybody, but I will not honor a principality. Dude, I um, will not honor opinions preached as scripture. No, no, no. We do what Jesus hmm. told the Pharisees. You put the traditions of man above the ordinances of God. We do that all the time when we get away from well, preaching the Bible. So not okay. I do sure. not want a self-help program. I want Christ's words. I want the anointed word of God. That's what I want. That's what we do. Anyway, so I honor the word of God. But I'm going to say something, and I hope it doesn't get you in too much trouble, Duke. But Just Bring it on, man. Yeah. Bring I always on. feel bad going on other people's podcasts. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because on mine... Whatever, it's mine. I, you know, but well, I'm sure you have to deal with it. Like you know, as a as a as a leader, as a pastor, you know, you invite the guests in, and they say whatever they want to say, and then they're out of town, and then sometimes you you know, yeah. <laughs> you're left with the mess. <laughs> I get to leave after this. You got a deal, but I don't have to clean anything up. It's it's I don't I don't just, I just don't even worry about it. The written word of God expresses the true word of God. The written word of God is a is a expression and a doorway and an invitation to know the actual word of God. The word of God is a person. I love the yes. Bible, <laughs> but the Bible in and of itself, cover to cover is not the yes. full word of God made manifest. The full word of God made manifest is a person named Yeshua HaMashiach. Jesus Christ, the righteous is the word. No one else gets that title. None of these books get that title. I. That's right. Trying to be careful because I could just be quip, you know, quip, quick and witty and things like that and say the word of God is not the Bible. The word of God is Jesus. Like, but in explaining it, I want everyone to understand what I'm saying. You know, mm -hmm. yeah. we need to know the person of the word and we can often think we're engaging in the person of the word when we are simply memorizing the text of the scriptures and calling that sufficient. They are life-giving. They're guiding. Absolutely. But they are not the end in and of itself. The end of John, the very end of the last chapter of John says there are many things that Jesus did in his life in those three and a half years of ministry that are not written here, but these are written so that you may believe. And it also says that if everything was written, what does it say, dude? Not even all the books in the world, in the world, said, yeah, could contain it. Like that's not a literal thing. I don't think. I think that's just a. He's saying he did so much stuff we couldn't even write it fast enough. We don't even yeah. remember half the stuff he did. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. These are the ones that stick out. But there's so much more. So anyone who's struggling with this, let me just that's that scripture alone. Defense is defense of what I'm saying to you. Not even everything Jesus did in the flesh is written in the Bible. Right. So right. the Bible is all about God, but not all of God is in the Bible. Correct. According to the Bible, not all of God is in the Bible. Don't be mad at me. <laughs> you know, I say this stuff and people get so mad, but 
It's in the word. It's right there. It yeah. says he, we didn't even write it all down. So if even the things that Jesus did in the flesh couldn't all fit in the book, how much more? It's not the end of the game. So let's start at the beginning of the game. God wants us to enjoy him, to know him by the power of the Holy Spirit. The early church, they're encountering God without a Bible. Should we honor the Bible? Yeah. Is it the best-selling, least-read book on the planet? Yes, and that's a problem. <laughs> we need to honor the Bible. That's a, yeah, that's a It's problem. the best-selling, least-read book, all right? It is. Wow. It stays on dashboards and coffee tables, and it's more of a trophy piece than an actual encounter, and people need to open it up. Absolutely. But that cannot be the end goal. Jesus said it to the Pharisees. You search the scriptures because in them you think you have life, you find life. But life is standing right in front of you. And you yep. would not receive me. These are they which testify of me. Me. Exactly. You're not willing to come to me that you may have life. And we do the same thing, Duke, subconsciously. Yeah. Especially sure. that, that mentality you spoke of where I didn't read my Bible. Oof, I didn't commune with God. That, that, that connection, that tells me we think the same way the Pharisees did. Mm -hmm. oh, that's, yeah. a, that's the fruit oh, of yeah. that thinking. So... Let's check it there. Let's take every thought captive and go, wait a minute. What does that mean? Is that me feeling really convicted about proper study and things like that? Or is that me having an underlying agreement that I can't commune with God unless I read the text of the scriptures? Because hmm. that one's bad. That's bad. If it's just true conviction, right. okay. But the underlying agreement, I think, is more prevalent than the conviction. Just saying. Yeah. I think yeah. there's an underlying agreement that people aren't even aware of that they That's think. Good. In order to commune with God, they need the scriptures. <laughs> I, I am the last person you can accuse of not loving the scripture. Okay, really. All right. My friends here at the church call me Rolodex because I'm, I, I'll get the, I won't have the address, but I'll quote the, you know, mm -hmm. I'll mix up addresses, yes. but I'll quote it word for word. It's, I have a near photographic memory. I see it on the page. I just see that I love it. It's in here. I, I want to memorize the whole Bible. I do. In multiple translations, I do. I want to be a walking, talking Bible. I'd rather just use God's words and not mine. That's my kind of my goal. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I'm not saying don't read your Bible. I'm not saying it's not important. I'm saying we need to understand the purpose of the written word is that we may believe. What did John say? These things are written here so that you may believe. Yes. Believe what? That Jesus yeah. is God, that he is seated at the right hand of the Father, that he is the ascended one, that he sent the power of the Holy Spirit, that he wants us to know him by that spirit. These things are written so that we may believe in the present existence of the living God, Jesus Christ, and the heavenly realm, who we can commune with. So the scriptures in and of themselves are not the end of the line. I'm not saying we should go beyond what is written. I know that verse. Paul said, do not go, what is, go beyond what is written, for sure. things written are for your instruction. I'm not saying we change it. I'm not saying it will ever invalidate scripture. Holy Spirit will always affirm scripture, never invalidate it, never disagree with it. Never add to it. I'm not saying we should add books to the Bible. I'm just going through all the accusations I've gotten over this concept right now. I'm trying to pull them down before you get emailed. <laughs> just, just, you know? deal, just deal with the objections before they're presented. Exactly. I've gotten a lot of these. So I'm not saying we can write scripture. I'm not saying we should add scripture or take away from it. I'm saying. Sure. Yeah, I got you. Scripture is there for us to believe in the living one so that we mm -hmm. can commune with him in our own personal lives. Right? Mm -hmm. So. Yeah. We need to be careful. Is it conviction or is it uh, a wrong agreement? You know, that's driving us to feel because there's a godly guilt that leads to repentance, right? 
Yeah, and and like, mm-hmm. oh, I didn't read my Bible for the last week. Uh, that's yeah, I need to need to do that. Yeah, you know. Yeah, because like if if not, <laughs> if I don't, like I know by experience that it it screws me up. Like it messes yeah. up, it messes with my thinking. It desensitizes me. It, it it's like, yeah, for sure. 100%. But but it doesn't change the paradigm of who I am or how God feels about me or anything like that. Or whether or not I communed with God today. Yeah. Okay. I could, yeah. I'm going to push all the buttons. I could be, I could just spend all day speaking in tongues, my mind being unfruitful. The Bible says do not prohibit speaking in tongues. I'm not talking about teaching in tongues. I'm talking about praying in tongues. Okay. Yes. Um, Corporate expression of tongues needs an interpretation because it's a teaching. Private prayer language, Paul said, I pray in tongues more than all of you and do not prohibit speaking in tongues. Okay, so there's my defense. I could pray in tongues all day. My mind remained unfruitful. You're laughing at my defenses, but I feel the need because I'm on your podcast. I feel I don't want to get you in trouble. (laughs) Um, My mind could remain unfruitful all day. I could receive zero natural instruction for my life because when I pray in tongues, my mind is unfruitful, Paul said. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. that could happen all day my mind being unfruitful i still have communed with god yes is it all i should do no he says i will mm-hmm. pray with my spirit and i will pray with my mind right i will yes. sing with my spirit and i will sing with my mind so we need both we need the, the instruction of the word written and rhema we need the spirit of the living god we need to recognize holy spirit is is not confined to the covers of your bible being opened or closed you know, right. and, and we 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 admit we believe that when we, you know, have those those things like I haven't read my Bible and God's not pleased with me. I don't feel connected to the Lord. You're believing a lie that you actually could disconnect yourself from the Lord. Anyone's joined to the Lord, First Corinthians six seventeen is one spirit with Him. You and Jesus are not like this. You and Jesus are like this. He prayed we would be one with Him and the Father. A- answer the question, dude. How many of prayer? How many prayers of Jesus? get answered how many of his prayers get answered um i'm pretty sure all of them he's kind of got a direct line you know what i mean (laughs) to himself and he said (laughs) that they would be in me as you are in me and that we would be in them one i just believe jesus's prayers got answered paul's gospel the gospel of the kingdom is the gospel of union with the spirit of the living god right now um uh adam's adam clark He's a Methodist, signs and wonders guy, gone on to be with the Lord, theologian. He wrote a whole commentary on the on the Bible, um, at least in the New Testament. And he said, if um, he said things like, if we're waiting until death to be set free from sin, then we crown death our savior and not Christ himself. Come on. And he's also said sanctification is by faith in as much as justification is by faith. Yeah. It's all a gift by faith. And I would mm-hmm. add glorification is also by faith because we've already been glorified according to Romans 8, 29 and 30. So, Come on. you know, and we're stuck in justification. I've just yeah. been forgiven. Okay. <laughs> uh, you've also been <laughs> sanctified. Yeah. You don't always act like it, but it's already there. Sanctification is a person. He became to us wisdom and sanctification. I believe that's 1 Corinthians 1 somewhere. So yeah. I tell everybody, just Google the phrase. It'll be better. You'll have to mm-hmm. read the whole book. You'll find it. Dude, anyway, Google is the best, man. Oh, my gosh. You type in half yeah. a verse and it'll fill it out. Oh, yeah, that's it. Anyway, I'm rambling, but our communion with God cannot be dependent upon what we are doing. It has to be based in the knowledge of what Christ has done. 
He is never going to leave me or forsake me. I am one with him. Right now, I'm communing with God while talking to my friend Duke. You know, come on. And that's where true rest comes in. Oh. I'm Ooh. with the Lord because the Lord is with me. He's always with you, right? The point is, you need to be aware of you always being with him. What did he leave? That's, it, man. that's right. You think, yeah, you 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 sinned and it sent the Holy Spirit running. You scared the Holy Ghost. You scared the Holy Ghost. He's the one ghost that has nothing to do with scariness. Okay. <laughs> you did not scare the Holy Ghost. Okay. I'm just saying. There's I wrote a song a few years ago that says, There's nothing I can do to make you leave the room. And I'm like, that said it settled it in me. It's the truth. I can't make Jesus leave. No matter, even yeah. if I wanted to, I can't. So yeah. what is our communion with God based on? Our ability to pray? Oh my gosh. I know some people that can't pray out loud to save their life, but they're the most loving, caring, generous people. I know some people that can't preach a sermon to save their bacon, but they give their lives away every single day. They're living out the Great Commission better than I am sometimes. And I can preach circles around them. I can quote scripture. They can't. They're like, the Bible is good. I just don't, I don't know. I don't have really that regimen, that habit. And they need to learn that. And I need to learn what they're doing. We need iron sharpening iron. We need both, right? Don't forsake yeah. the one for the other, right? Yeah. But Jesus said that to the Pharisees. These things, tithing, yeah. these things you should have done, but you shouldn't have forsaken the better things. Yeah. Like, don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. So come on. Anyway, man, I'm just grateful that my need of God doesn't have to look like something. And my seasons change. Like right now, I'm not sitting with a highlighter underlining my Bible right now. That's what I've done for the past like seven years diligently every day. I'm not doing that right now. It's not, there's no, it doesn't work. I, I don't do it. It doesn't feel like communion. You know what feels like communion? Listening to it. I just listen to the scriptures. I let the scriptures wash over me. I'm not sitting there looking up Greek words right now. I'm not. It's just washing over me. Yeah. And that's the season I'm in. Some people feel condemned if all they do is listen to the Bible, like well, riding, yeah. driving in the car. I don't know if you know these people. I've, I've met these people. They feel like they're doing something wrong. Like, I'm not studying. Yeah, like it doesn't like it doesn't count. Yeah. But not, seasons yeah. change, man. I don't know if you've not. Yeah. You've, my season has changed. I'm in the I'm I talked to one pastor about it. I'm like, is this? I know it's not wrong, but I still feel kind of weird about it. Is this wrong? He's like, dude, sometimes you're just in the foxhole shooting the gun, getting the work done, fighting, mm -hmm. you know, and you're not, you're not strategizing in the tent right now. You're in the foxhole. You're yeah. laying down fire. Yeah. And it's okay. The Lord is pleased yeah. because God does not need me to be a, That's right. a better student. I need me to be better, but God does not need it. So that's right. Anyway. Yeah. yeah, man. All right. So James, uh, shout out to James Dodds. Why he, he put a comment here. Relationship can't be so rigid, must have flex and seasons. I love um, that. hundred percent. Yeah, absolutely. Caleb. I remember, um, one day, like I sat down, uh, I grabbed my Bible and I, I sat down on the couch and I was gonna, um, just spend some time with God. And I sat down and I started going through, what had become routine and without even me realizing it it was the 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 structure of the words the order of the words coming out of my mouth was just like it had become uh it had become 
like a routine, the way that I was talking to God, the way that I would like kind of go and begin my, my prayer right. time, you know, my communion time with him. So I had my Bible and I sat down and I started talking to him and it was just kind of like for me and, and like, there's, I don't have any problem with anybody having a routine. I think that there's a place for that. I think that, you know, but, but for me in, in this moment, uh, I, I was approaching God from a place of where for me it had become religious and, 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 and not about relationship. Um, right. Not that I was completely blown off my religion. You, you, you get what I'm saying, right? But like yeah. in, the, in the moment, what I was, the way that I was approaching God and, and I just started to do this thing. I started to pray <laughs> and I literally heard God ask me this question. What are you doing? Ha! And I was like, I didn't even have to, it didn't even take anything else. Like, that's all it was. Like, sometimes, you know how God, this happens to me anyway, like, God will ask me a question, but, like, he's kind of giving me, like, a download. Like, I already know what he's referring to by the question, so I'm like, yeah. so I didn't even have to, like, well, what do you mean, God? I'm reading the Bible. Like, I, I already knew exactly what he meant, so I just said, God, you're right. What am I doing? Yeah. And I, and I realized that I was... Um, approaching God from this place of religiosity where I was, it was more about what I was saying than the one that I was saying them to. Come on. And, and so, and so I was like, it was literally this, this sense that, that was just like, God's like, look, I don't, I don't want all that. I don't need all that. Like, just be with me. Yeah. And it, and it sort of like sparked this, this thing in my mind. It was kind of like, um, like I had, uh, it just like sparked this idea of me, like, uh, like for like a sermon, like of like awkward moments with God, like that kind of thing. And that's yeah. what it felt like. It felt like I was, it just God, God just made me feel like you're making this awkward, bro. And it's not worth it. Like it's, yes. it's not necessary. Like there doesn't need to be this awkwardness with God because like we can, we can learn to, and like there's growth and there's there again, like there's seasons and there's times where we might commune with God differently in this season than with that season. And it's good because it's part of relationship. Like my wife and I, we don't talk to each other the exact same way we did when we first got married. Right. We don't talk to each, like we don't do the same exact things together that we did back then. There's growth. Like we, we get to a place, you know, in our relationship where again, like I, I love what he said, you must have flex and seasons in your relationship. Your relationship can't be so, so rigid because that's where, like, look, the, the point of the Pharisees, they were devoting their lives to the study of the scriptures. But Jesus was like, like, you do this, you search these scriptures, but it's not leading you to discover me. And there we can is. do like, I know that this is like really cliche, but, you know, because people say it all the time, but like the devil, you know, probably knows more scripture than any of us, you mm -hmm. know, than all of us combined. Mm -hmm. But it's not, of course, translating into <laughs> into anything good. He twists it and he manipulates it and he uses it for his own like purposes and try to get an advantage over people and to bring condemnation. Right. And we can do the same thing. We can twist it. We can read it through a lens of condemnation and guilt. We can read it through a lens that, or through a paradigm that says God's angry with us or God's disappointed 100%. in us. And we can end up in a completely wrong spot. And so if we're reading the scripture, but it's not leading us into an encounter, then I think like what you're saying is we're missing the point. Absolutely. We become modern day Pharisees. What is the fruit, right? What is the fruit of your communion with God? What is the fruit of that? Is it you just become a better debater? You become a better, you know, arguer of your point. I recently got um, a friend of mine, you know, pointed me towards TikTok. 
okay and i was like uh -huh. i was like no tiktok that's weird whatever a bunch of smutty stuff on there anyway <laughs> and then i really yeah. just like in talking to him i was like you know what this feels right and i just kind of like just explored it with the lord and it i'm like i'm gonna bring the kingdom to tiktok i'm gonna do it you know what i mean and i'm gonna become something on there and i got on there in the last two weeks and i've are yeah last two weeks and man i mean i'm hashtagging like christians of tiktok christian tiktok bro mm -hmm. the hate i'm getting from other believers about my position on scripture mm. and the unkind vile literally someone i was talking about spiritual fathers someone said i only have one father it's god uh you know get over yourself or whatever and i wasn't even saying i'm to be a spiritual father to this person i'm saying paul said you have many guides but not many fathers right and i became yeah. a father to you so we need spiritual fathers right and i know jesus said call no one on earth your father there's a balance to these things but we need those who have gone the way already and can go the way with us not just point the way anyway uh the person said that and i just they they cursed me in their comment so when we're cursed we bless so i just said okay you know bless you they literally said i refuse your blessing <laughs> <laughs> I refuse you. I'm like, what is the fruit of your understanding of the scriptures right here? Like, really? Do you think I'm enchanting you? Like, this is the God's spell. I'm casting a spell on you. You know, uh -huh. like what? I don't understand. You know, and I know people like this. People like this, my own flesh and blood, who, man, because they're right about their position. They have a right to be unloving, unkind, impatient, not gentle, all the opposite of the fruit of the spirit. And man, that's scary to me. If my, I'll say it this way. If my Bible reading ever results in me being unkind, ungentle, having a lack of patience, I should stop reading my Bible. Hmm. I mean, yeah. look at the fruit, right? There's motivation in there. There's all of that, right? So I want to know that my communion with God, because that's what we're talking about. The Bible is a, just a way to commune with God. It's a way to know God. It's the greatest resource to know God. We should memorize it, all of that. No one will accuse me of not living the Bible. Please don't hear what I'm not saying. I'm just mm -hmm. saying, what is the fruit? Look at the fruit. Are you reading it so that you can like debate people? Are you reading it so that you can prove people wrong about their spiritual existence? or Or are you reading it so that you can be salt and light is it making you the light of the world is it transforming you like you said in that way or is it is it making you just a better debater like what is that you know and mm. i don't know ephesians 5 says submit to one another out of reverence for christ before it gets into husbands and wives it says one another out of reverence for christ so i tell my team this and i don't mean to hurt anyone's feelings here if you can't submit meaning i think this is what god is saying I submit it to you. If you can't hear what someone else is saying and say, I don't think that's true, but okay. Um, you know, if you're my leader, okay, we'll do that. Whatever. If you can't submit to one another, you have very little reverence for Christ. It says mm. submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. Yeah. It's because I revere Christ that I, I can submit to you, Duke. Absolutely. I'm, I'm trying to do that on this podcast. That's what all my caveats are right here. All right. If I was not submissive to you, I just blow through this stuff. Very submissive today. Yeah. And just not care. 
you know, but really I'm submitting all these things as a brother in Christ. I'm submitting them to everyone watching. This is a submission. I don't know everything. I see as in a glass dimly, no matter how well I see, I only see in part. That means my part that I see can be super clear, but it's still just a part, right? So what is the fruit of it? And that relational moment is so important. I love that story where God was like, what are you doing? It reminds me of um, a book. I, I just looked it up to make sure I had the title or the author, right? I highly recommend this book. It's called With by Sky Jathani, J-E-T-H-A-N-I. Uh, it's the subtitle is reimagining the way you relate to God. I read that mm-hmm. in high school or actually right after high school it changed my life. Cause he talks about the four ways that the Western church usually relates to God. It's for God, from God, over God or under God. So I need to do something for God. I have to make a mark. I have to impact the world. I got to reach the loss. That's my relationship with God or from God. I need a specific call. I need to know. I need the God's got to send me to a specific region, a specific people. I need orders from God. That's how I, right. I know I'm relating to God well. Or I'm just going to use God principles and Jesus principles for life hacks and um, to you know manage my finances. And you know the Book of Proverbs is just wisdom for everyday life. You know, and that's it. Mm-hmm. I'm over God. I don't have a relationship with Him necessarily. It's the principles I'm going to use them. And under God is if I mess up, God is going to smite me. I am under his thumb. I better get every little thing right or else. And he argues so eloquently that all four of those are grossly inappropriate. And yet we've all walked through one of those, at least. I would say I walked through almost all of them. Um, He Hmm. said the only biblically appropriate one is with. The only biblically appropriate relationship factor or paradigm is with God. That God wants to be with you. It's a radical book. I highly recommend it. Um, it's older, but um, a few years old. But anyway, it's so good. It changed my life, honestly. That whole idea of with, that co, that one, that I'm, Holy Spirit is supposed to be our friend. You know, God wants to be our friend. I don't call you servants. I call you my friends. You know, yeah, man. I started a uh, funny story. Uh, I started avidly wakeboarding over the summer because. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you follow me on social media, you, you know. Yeah. I mean, I did it like 12 years ago. One of my team went out with me and actually printed out this picture. That's me doing a 360. Dude. Um, yeah. Oh, that's so cool. That was a great I used shot. to wakeboard way back in the day, but Bro. um, I never, I could never do it un- like often enough to yeah. get like good at it. You know what I mean? It was, yeah. Right. And uh, I, I, I can never, I can never get the, uh, the behind the back pass of the, whatever you call it thing. <laughs> it's sketchy. The, the spins are sketchy. You, you look away from yeah. the boat in the air and away from yeah. the cable. I did, the I, I did a little bit better with a snowboard. Um, yeah. but with that extra, with that extra element of having to pass the thing behind your back, that was always like, I'm not the most coordinated person. It was yeah. hard for me to like wrap my brain around it. So I, and if you catch an lot, edge on the way down or up, sure. you are. Bang, you know, it was bad. So for sure. Yeah. So anyway, um, I used to do it like 12 years ago when I was younger and more agile. I'm I'm still young. I'm just saying, like when I was 18, 18 is different than 30. I found out. 18 and 30 are very different seasons of life. Okay. And so I was um being a little more loose with the wakeboard when I was 18 than when I'm 30, because it hurts a lot more now. Sure. Oh, yeah. So oh, yeah. anyway, I got really into it and over the summer, I was wakeboarding a lot. And at some point, Duke, I'm not kidding you. I started feeling 
because like there's cable park wakeboarding. I don't know if you've done that where there's, you know, it's like a skateboard park on I water. It's got mm -hmm. a cable. It doesn't need, you don't need a boat. It's a lot cheaper. Anyway, I like both of them. I like the boat a little better, but you got to have a friend with a boat, you know? Sure. Anyway. Um, so I was doing the cable park thing and I'm like starting to feel the Lord showed me something, um, by allowing me to feel it's starting to feel a lot less spiritual. I was like, I'm out here having fun, having the time of my life, loving it. I'm not evangelizing while I'm here. I'm just a guy on the dock, you know, mm -hmm. and I'm, it's a, it's a healthy outlet. It's exercise. I'm literally, you know, you can't think about anything else when you're spinning in the air like that. I'm True. I'm pulling five forties now. So I've got another turn, even that, you know, come on. So, yeah. So it's sketch. Like you cannot be distracted. Right. So yeah. that channel helps me. Like, you know, I read, I lead a, a church plant and I'm planting churches. It's stressful. So putting that to the side, just like going to the gym for me anyway, but I started feeling less spiritual and I was like, Oh no, I need to get someone saved while I'm out here. You know what I mean? Or, right. Oh no, I need to tell someone I lead a church and invite them or whatever. And then the Lord dealt with me, man. I'm on the water. I remember I'm on the water and I was just like, is this okay? I'm having so much fun. Like mm. a healthy outlet. I'm not shirking my responsibilities. I'm not ignoring my family. I'm not, sure. You know, but I'm like, is this okay? Cause it doesn't feel spiritual. And then the Lord just spoke to my heart. He's like, Hey, you're not alone. Like that was it. It was like your kind of moment. Same thing. Didn't have to go into detail. You're not alone. I knew I was like, I'm wakeboarding with Jesus. You know, like, <laughs> you know, like he's doing it with me. So I'm not kidding. And this is kind of embarrassing, but I'm out there like throwing spirit high fives to Jesus after landing cool tricks and stuff, you know, cause there's no audience. You're just on this Kayla's big leg. And I'm just like, you see that, you know, and I'm like, I'm it. wakeboarding with Holy spirit. And I'm talking to him. I'm like, I literally say, thank you, Lord, for, for the weather today. Thank you. This is so much fun. Yeah. I love doing this with you. And man, the peace that came over my heart, all that stuff. It was that with, right? Just being with yes. the Lord. And uh, I just, so much peace. And ironically enough, I started doing that and people started asking me what I do. And I'm like trying to hide it a little bit. Like, I don't be like, I'm a pastor. You know, like I only lead a church because they're all cussing and smoking pot and all, you know, they're, yeah, they're wakeboarders. I look like them, but I am not like them. Right. You know what I mean? You know, so mm -hmm. in the world, but not of the world. And so yes. one guy kept on saying, what do you do? I'm like, oh, I, uh, you know, I'll lead a, an, uh, a nonprofit because <laughs> I just want to be the guy, right? I just want to be among the guys, <laughs> right? And he goes, you don't want oh. them to change. You don't want them to change their behavior or feel like they have to change who they are around you. I, I totally understand what, it's, what you mean. That's a it's, weird expectation. Yeah. You know People I mean? always say like, oh, you're a pastor. I'm so sorry. Like, I got to like, like, no, like, I want you to actually be yourself. Like, I can exactly. handle hearing bad language words. I'm not going to lose my salvation, you know? And I'm not out there cussing and stuff like that. I'm just I'm sure. among them. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, you get what I'm saying. So anyway, he, and he pulled on it. He was like, oh, well, what what, what kind of nonprofit? I'm like, oh, crap. Um, well, you know, we we feed the hungry. We help those having emotional trauma. We help people through difficult seasons of life. Like He's like, oh, like addiction and stuff? I'm like, yeah, um, we, we help people struggling with addiction, things like that. 
And he's like, well, do you, you guys like have events in the area? And I'm like, uh-huh. Once a week, you know, we have an event, multiple events once a week. And he's, I'm like trying to get the cable can't come fast enough. Cause I'm just like, come on, I need to get out here. Anyway, uh, some people are going to judge me for this. I don't care. But I'm just like, <laughs> yeah. I, and then he goes, oh, that's cool. So like, what do you do at those events? I'm like, it's a church. I lead a church, you know, and it's, I'm not ashamed of it. I'm not ashamed of it. No, I get it. I wanted him to want to know and not feel like he has to be weird. And so he, we're talking and I'm like, yeah, we just helped this um, sober living house. We've raised $11,000 for them, uh, for their sober living, their men's facility. They were struggling. They really needed, well, didn't really need the help, but everybody needed the help after COVID, you know, like we wanted to bless them, you know, that kind of thing. And he's like, wow, that's legit. What's the name of it? And now he's asking me like, what's the name of your child? I want to come. I just think that's better. And that happened after I started. I don't think it's a coincidence. Yeah. Yeah. I start, that after I was like, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wakeboard with the Lord, you know? Yeah. And then these conversations just organically come about and I'm not forcing it. It's just fruit. I'm actually like, like, you know, and one thing John Maxwell said about evangelism just rings in my ears a lot. He says, I refuse to share my faith until I've added value to someone's life. I was like, yeah, he said that at a conference. I'm like, mm. time out. Mm. No more conference, please. I need a month. I'm going to go sit and think about that. You know, he's mm. like, I refuse to share my faith, faith until I add value to someone's life. I want them wow. to feel built, encouraged, given to, like I help them. And then I want them to ask me why. Or at very least, I will not share about Jesus until I am Jesus to them. I was like, wow. okay. So I kind of have that same mentality towards evangelism. You know what I mean? Like wow. until I help you, I, you know what I mean? It's one of those things. But yeah. And so he was like, all right, cool. Now he's following me on Instagram and all stuff. He's seeing my preaching on it. He he liked a couple of my preachings on yesterday on, on Instagram. Yeah. I do these 60 second sermons on TikTok and I post them everywhere. You know, because I'm like, imagine if your pastor only took 60, 60 seconds to preach, it would go something like this. And I preach for 60 <laughs> seconds and I give scripture and bang, 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 bang. And it's fast. It's quick cut. And, you know, anyway, yeah. it's kind of fun. And he's liking them. This dude is not a believer. OK, so anyway, I, it's working. Doing things with God is my whole point. And I think that we get into striving and we try to be the savior when we're one of those other four postures that Sky Jathani talks about. Four from yeah. over under. Like, yeah. I'm not anyone's savior. I'm a son of God. Yeah. And I'm here to enjoy God and to share love and peace and all the light, the hope that you talked about earlier with others because I've received mm. it. I freely have given. I'm going to freely give, you know? So Man. I think that'll change the world. That's, that's such a, that's such an awesome um, paradigm mindset. You know, like, I would do that sometimes just like driving in the car and I started thinking about it. Like, you know, I talk to God a lot when I'm driving in the car, but instead of me having in my mind that like he's up in heaven and I'm down here, I just started treating it like he was in the passenger seat and just yep. kind of talking like, geez, like, you know, uh, having a meal, like sitting down for a meal and not just praying, God bless my food in Jesus name. Amen. But sitting down, like, like communing with God, like having a meal Powerful. with, with the Lord and you know, stuff like that. And even like learning, I, I think we can learn to do that with our family, with leisure, like you're talking about, man, like, like learning to 
enjoy moments with our with our family, with our friends like this here, like on this podcast with you, like, you know, in the in these moments where we're engaging with other people, but doing it with God, doing it with Christ, yeah. you know, recognizing yeah. that that he's there. Like when you're I, like, I don't want to get weird with it. Like when you're in the shower, like I mean, not, maybe not so much like I'm taking a shower with Jesus because that sounds weird. But yeah, but he's there like he's with you. Yeah. You all probably talk to God in the shower like. You know, I we do. get a lot of like, I have a lot of good thought, you know, like my friend, my friend like talks about this regularly, he talks about like shower thoughts. Cause like, you know, he, a lot of sermons came out, come from the shower, you know, I call that the throne room, Duke. <laughs> yeah. I was just going to say a lot of, ser a lot of good ideas, a lot of, um, a lot of like Holy spirit reminders, like just a lot of things come when you're like, you know, on the throne and it's just, uh, man, like just, just learning that, that he's always there and close and and near and it's not this religious thing um caleb real quick just because i know we're like very much just about out of time just just because i want to add value um i had a couple of questions on here yeah. that were um basically disagreeing uh, well i mean not not in any kind of a negative way but just like some questions based on where the conversation was so i just want to throw these out there and just kind of sure. uh, if you could maybe take a minute i'm just going to read all three of them together because they're they're related uh -huh. um so, so, but what about conviction? Then it says, what is the purpose of the Holy Spirit if you are talking the whole day in tongues and not knowing what you're praying? And then the comment was, we can grieve the Holy Spirit. And then it was, it's not condemnation, it's conviction. Let's allow the Holy Spirit to convict us. Why not? Um, Absolutely. So, and this is from somebody who um, is not, uh, not, not just looking to stir stuff up and there's, um, sure. you know, I, I do want to add some value there. So just, um, I, I know great... that. Yeah. So, so go ahead and if, I know we're almost out of time, but you just no, take a fine. minute to respond that's to a, that. Yeah. That's a great clarifying question. I love that question. I don't, yeah. I don't hear any, any rudeness or. Yeah, anything. no, there's no negativity there. That's at least great. not, not from what I, yeah. Even if there was like, I wouldn't care. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm used to rude. So this is refreshing. So, <laughs> Uh, honestly um yeah so just to be clear i'm not recommending all we do is pray in tongues every day that's not a recommendation mm -hmm. of mine i don't think that's yeah, a recommendation yeah. of scripture my the overarching point was that our communion with god has to go beyond just our mind being fruitful like the scriptures say lean not on your own understanding acknowledge him in all of your ways in all of your ways acknowledge him so in your driving to work ways, in your having lunch ways, in your uh, leisure ways, in your everything ways, not just in the Bible ways, and he will make your path straight. But I think our paradigm often in the church is that we're, our path is only made straight when we read the scriptures and it straightens us out, right? That's one way our path is made straight, but it doesn't say that. It says acknowledge him in all of your ways and he'll make your path. So in every part of our life, is what I'm what my point is. And so conviction from the Holy Spirit absolutely would come to anyone who spends their time praying in tongues all day. You pray in tongues all day, you're going to get convicted of some stuff. It will happen. If you're actually praying in tongues, conviction is coming. And condemnation is a death sentence. Conviction is a life sentence. Okay? Condemnation condemnation says you're worthy of death. Conviction says I want you to have life and here's how you get it. This is sentencing you to life. So 100%, if you're praying in tongues all day or just communing with God outside of reading the Bible, the Holy Spirit is going to convict. It's going to do what the Bible says the Holy Spirit does. Convicts of righteousness, sin, and judgment. So yes. I believe the Holy Spirit does it in that order. Okay? 
And I don't think we think about it long enough, but the first thing the Holy Spirit wants to convict us of as believers is of our righteousness in Christ, that it's a gift, that we didn't earn it, that Jesus officiated on the cross and it is finished. That's the first thing Holy Spirit wants to convict us of is our righteousness. And then sin. Oh, yeah. And by the way, because you're righteous, stop doing this. This doesn't fit in your life because I've already convicted you that you're righteous. Come on. I don't know many believers that are convicted of their righteousness. Okay. I think we missed the Holy Ghost on that. It says he convicts of righteousness, sin, and judgment in that order. I believe it's in order on purpose. So because you're righteous, stop sinning. And judgment is coming. There is a judgment day. Okay. And we will be shown for our works in Christ. Now, I believe our sins are already judged in Christ, but our works will be judged. It's yes. for me, it's reward time for our works. We're running the race to win the prize. Some are going to be rewarded heavily and some are going to be rewarded very little. That's judgment hmm. day for the believer, right? So righteousness, sin, and judgment. And I believe that also is us um, making proper decisions and sober judgment in our life too. There's many meanings there in that scripture. But to answer the question, if someone were to do that and not, and it's not my recommendation, but if someone were only praying tongues, they're going to get convicted. Uh, in major ways, because that's what the Holy Spirit does. Um, but that's not my recommendation. I'm just saying our communion with God has to go outside of our such our small. It's really a Greek mentality of, you know, I need to understand. I need to get knowledge. I need to have mm. whatever. And I know we need to be brought into a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Absolutely. But we can't say that our entire relationship with God is based on what we know or what we understand. Because we lean not on our own understanding. That yes. acknowledging in all our ways, the Lord is really what I meant there. So I appreciate that clarifying question. Really, really good. And I'm glad I'm glad you brought it up, Duke. It's good because I didn't want to confuse and I don't want to leave anyone confused by that. that yeah, really absolutely. No, and I, I really, I, I really appreciate it. Um, I, I hope that that was um, clarifying to, to anybody that maybe had some of those same questions out there. Um, if there's any more questions, we're happy to take those questions. Um, you can send them in. Uh, I know even after the, the live broadcast ends, you can feel free to leave your comments or send even a direct message or something like that. Um, more than happy to engage with anybody a little bit further. And if there's anything that I can't answer, I'm happy to reach back out to Caleb and we can do it that way as well. <laughs> what did you but, mean uh, by this craziness? Yeah. <laughs> Caleb, you caused so much trouble. No, you but I, I, uh, I really enjoyed it, man. I really enjoyed our, our conversation. Thank you, man. Thank you for your time. Thanks oh. for um, the wisdom that you always share. And, uh, and again, man, I, I'm so uh, just appreciative of all that you're doing. For the kingdom and just constantly, I think, setting an example by stepping outside of what's normal and comfortable for the sake of following Jesus and making his name known, whether it's on the wakeboard, (laughs) whether it's on TikTok or planting churches, you know, writing books, all of the stuff that you do. Um, I don't know. Sometimes I I don't don't know how you do it all, man, but but I know that it's not just um, I know that it's not just you. I know that it's you just responding to the leading of the Lord. And so it's awesome. Working hard, but not I that does it. The grace of God that works within me, just like Paul said, said I worked harder. Paul said some audacious things too, some agitating things too, you know. I worked harder than all of them, but not I. Yeah. It was the grace of God working in me. So yeah. not taking the credit for nothing, man. I want it, I want God to do something so magnificent that if I tried to take the credit, everyone would laugh in my face. Hmm. Laugh. So amen. Love it, but man. I appreciate you too, man. I love how you're so consistent with this podcast and what you're doing. It's awesome. That's hard work. So everybody on here should really, you know, 
share this, uh, like, share, comment, all of that for Duke to get. He's bringing great content, kingdom content on social media. I don't know about you, but I'm on social media every day and we could use more stuff like this and mm. less stuff like the other thing. So come on, share this video or share, go back and share one of the ones I'm not on because maybe that one's a little more palatable for you <laughs> or whatever. But, um, you know, share Duke. Duke's got a message. You've got a, you've got a great, I don't know, an anointing for clarity. The, the book, Simple Power. If, if y'all don't have that book, what's wrong with you? read that book am i getting the title right i'm nervous now you're you're right it's simple okay. power i appreciate Bro, it man one of the best identity books ever written and i've read a lot of them so wow. clear of a gift for clarity that's wisdom wisdom can make complex things clear and you have a gift of wisdom my friend so i hope you're writing more because i want to read more so i've got some stuff in the oven let's go cooking. bro so we need it uh <laughs> church needs it Thank you, man. For real. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, real quick, uh, take take uh, the last minute here just to tell our tell our people where they can find you. I know we've got we can go to www.calebhires.com. Where else would you point people to where they can uh, check out some of your resources and see what's going yeah. on? Yeah. Uh, one I'm really excited about is Life from Heaven. We just launched an online education platform, and yeah. we have this. It's a subscription model. Um, it's a paid platform where you can uh, receive teaching, all these different things, online courses. But we have a subscription, a low price subscription, um, all access pass that we just launched where you can get every single course forever at that price, never going to go up. Um, and there's currently four courses. Um, wow. One of them is uh, Flesh Free Christianity, which I'm happy about. And that's about six months worth of videos where we're going to dive deep into all the conversation about the flesh and scriptures about that. And just there's a discussion forum there's a membership element where you can talk about it we can discuss all that stuff there's private there's other exclusive content but there's also just the courses themselves but www.lifefromheaven.com um, we just believe you can experience some heaven now uh, you don't have to wait till you die to experience heaven yes you'll experience more later but uh, that's what that platform is for discipling people into the rest of god and yeah i'm excited about that you can follow me on anywhere else at at caleb hires tiktok i would love to bring the kingdom to tiktok i feel like it's an assignment i've gotten it's needed man bro i mean i i had i got 100 followers yesterday i have almost 100 new followers today so far wow so, oh fast that's that we do have enough so 709 followers in two weeks which Dude. is cool so i don't know if you can see that but anyway i'm not bragging i'm saying this is needed you know Yes. I, I promise yeah, you want me on your, yeah. And you want me on I your dropped the ball on TikTok, uh, Bro. but when, when I first started, man, I was literally like, it, like immediately I, I posted a couple videos and immediately I was getting, um, direct messages from people saying, yeah, but I just messed up sexually. So what do I do about this? Does God hate me? Like, I know, like just, I know. just so just direct. Cause it's like the, the Gen Z and you know what i mean it's like i don't i don't know how old these kids are but it's just like people that are just for some reason so open to connection and oh, wanting yeah. to know what's up and so yeah man we've got to see the opportunity that's ahead of us and and seize it not for and, us but for the kingdom absolutely and the um thing i learned the one of the reasons i was hesitant this might help someone one of the reasons i was hesitant because of all the schmutty stuff on there but mm -hmm. tiktok's algorithm actually does honor when you go not interested so it took like about just a few hours of me going, okay. you know, not interested, not interested. Not, and okay. then I don't get that stuff anymore. They, they honor it. 
So I'm not getting well, pushed stuff I don't want to see. It it like I find that Instagram like doesn't really obey my not interested. <laughs> and Facebook doesn't really either. Right. I don't know. I don't know if anyone else has noticed this. Like I'm not clicking mm. on stuff, but I keep getting it. Facebook, I keep getting friend requests from you know these women that are not real and wearing no clothing. Yeah. I'm, like, I'm like, yeah, on Facebook, yeah, all the time. Sending me this. Yeah. I don't want, but TikTok, the way they're built, it if you get not if you honestly go not interested, not interested a few times, it will stop sending it. I'm telling you. So that that was one, one yeah. of my hesitations. Like, I don't need to have that in front of me. And I don't. I mean, I could turn on right now, start scrolling, and I, you will not see that stuff. I just won't. You know, oh, look at this. I just turned it on. There's a Bible thing. Part two. Something. Think about that. the Bible. I just turned it on. You know what I mean? This. That's, awesome. that's a that's a political thing. Here's a, I won't show that one. Here's a guitar thing because I like guitar. <laughs> that's a recording studio. You know, I don't get that other junk anymore. You know, here, another Jesus thing. This guy's hilarious. You know, anyway. So I just, Love for it, me, man. that was my main hesitation. So maybe that helps people. I didn't want to see a bunch of, you know, stuff. So yeah, no, I that's that's great, dude. I appreciate that. That's definitely helpful. You hold down um, the thing and click not interested. You hold down, click not interested. I didn't even know, like I literally didn't even know you could do that. So me that's neither. super helpful for me. One of my friends I'm always like, I'll stay away from TikTok for like weeks. And I'm like, yeah. oh, I should check TikTok. And then it's just like I just feel like I need a brain cleanse. Right. You have to like scroll you know closely. I mean? No, but yeah. if you hold it down, it says, you know, save whatever, not interested. And they honor the not interested. So. Okay. They awesome. Do. Good advice, brother. Yeah, well, man. thank you, man. Thanks again. I know you got to go, but really appreciate you. Thank you, everybody, for being here. You guys are awesome. Thanks for the questions and comments. And again, yeah. if you have anything else, just feel free to comment later on. And uh, yeah, have an awesome day. See you next time.